Welcome to the Beauty Brand Launchpad. I'm your host, Mark Kaiser, AKA Mr. Mags, and here we're diving deep with tangible tips, tricks, and mindsets to take your beauty business to the next level so you can stop trading your time for money and start building your future. Because I truly believe that once you've equipped yourself with the knowledge of what's possible for your beauty brand and the steps of how to get there, it's just a matter of finding the path that best aligns with you. So come join me as we go through this journey together and have this be the launch pad for the beauty business of your dreams. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. I have a repeat guest. We have Stephanie Mitchell, Sunny Storm Marketing. Are you still Sunny Storm Marketing? Kind of. Um, I'm trying to move away from that name and just going Stephanie Mitchell. But yeah, my website is still Sunny Storm Marketing. Is it still Sunny Storm? Okay, <laughs> we'll just refer to you as Stephanie then. Um, <laughs> we got Stephanie back on the podcast. I'm really excited because Stephanie has just been killing it. And I relate with Stephanie a lot because she too has not done any beauty services, yet she's helping out beauty professionals. And so mm-hmm. I feel like we've got that you know, camaraderie there. For sure. um, but I'm excited because... We're going to kind of catch up with Stephanie, see what she's been working on. And specifically, we're going to talk about summits and how you can use summits to grow your online business. If you're wanting to dip your toes into maybe a different avenue outside of coaching or courses Mm -hmm. and things like that. But before we dive into all that stuff, Stephanie, uh, why don't you you introduce yourself, uh, especially for people who hadn't heard the first episode? Yeah, so um, I am Canadian. I live in Italy as of August of this year. Um, My husband is Italian. We did like back and forth between Canada and Italy for so long. And then finally, we've like decided to settle down in Italy. Um, We are I'm pregnant right now, which is crazy. I'm six months pregnant. We have a baby boy due in May. His name is Francesco, and he's going to be just this like half Italian, half Canadian baby. I'm so excited, uh, but also nervous. Um, and on the business side, it's just really cool that I'm I was able to make the jump to Italy because I, you know, I've got a business where it's all online. Um, I do online teaching. I teach beauty professionals and salon owners how to do Facebook and Instagram ads because I love doing them myself. Um I worked one-on-one with beauty pros and salons for a long time, and then I transitioned into like teaching how to do ads. So um, I have a program called the Ad Lab where we teach and support our students to make really successful ads to build their clientele and make more money. Um, And then also, like you said, like the topic today is about summits. I also host um, VIP online events. So we've done several of them during COVID. I did my first one, which was all about e-commerce for beauty professionals. Um, I just came up with the idea because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do in my business right now. Like everybody's shut down. Let's teach how to do e-commerce. Um, so we did one about e-commerce. We did one about branding, one about like systems and automations. And then I have um, an event coming up uh, in February all about Instagram and specifically like how to sell and make more money with social media for beauty professionals. So that's another part of my business that's growing and it's super fun. I love organizing events. Um, Yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Um, And yeah, I think it's really cool that, um, you know, we both have that thing in common where we serve beauty pros and salon owners, but we never like worked in the industry in the sense of like working with clients and stuff. So um, I've certainly learned so much about the beauty industry since I started about, I think, eight years ago now. And um, it's just the coolest, coolest place to be. And yeah, I love what I do. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting too, because I feel like talking to a lot of these beauty pros, they they only get like their marketing and these different tactics usually from other beauty pros so the fact that we're coming in as outsiders we're almost giving them like a a fresh perspective that they Mm -hmm. might not get otherwise which is cool yeah but i didn't realize you've been doing this for eight years now like that's a long time i think so because um maybe okay maybe seven it's sometimes hard for me to remember and like keep track of time but like okay let's say seven years something like that okay well we'll we'll say seven so during these seven years have have you seen things shift at all like do you see the direction going in a certain way as far as beauty pros when it comes to marketing and and how they're approaching their business do you see a shift there yeah 
Like with the marketing, um, I think that, you know, when I first started out, it was a lot of like Facebook marketing and now it's like shifted to Instagram and now TikTok. So obviously like the platforms have changed. Um, but then like how I see my students and my community like building a business, especially since COVID, I've seen a lot more diversification of like what they do. So mm-hmm. a lot more like uh, retail sales, selling online, um, doing like brand partnerships, um, becoming an educator, um, having online courses, um, hosting events. Like there's just all these different ways to make money. And I think that that's like one of the shifts that I've seen of people realizing that like, yes, you do have an in-person service-based business, but that doesn't need to limit you. And there's actually so many other ways that you can monetize. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially like you're saying with 2020 and people had to shut down. And Mm -hmm. so if you're only reliant on that service-based income, like that put people in a really hard spot. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, th- I think it's it's interesting taking a step back and just seeing where things are going and what direction uh, things are mm-hmm. going as well. But I really want to focus on the online course stuff because like th- yeah. that's what this podcast is all about. And so how long have you had your ad lab course? Well, I started, it used to be called the Facebook formula for salons because like I said, we used to focus more on Facebook ads. And then of course, like things are shifting and Instagram ads are becoming more and more important. Um, mm-hmm. I started it in, um, 2018, I believe. Um, so like going on five years now, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's shifted a lot. Like it started out as like a really like low tier program. I think I was charging like $250 for it at first and then like, you know, every year I've been like adding more and more to it. I've raised the price several times. Um, and also just like taking it from a DIY course to a lot of support. So I used to do like eight weeks of like advertising calls. Instead now um, we do weekly Zoom group coaching calls and all my students get lifetime access to that. They get lifetime access to our Facebook group. Um, and then I brought on three coaches because I realized like, well, I'm not great at everything. Like I'm good at everything, but there are people who are better than me at everything yeah. when it comes to ads. So um, I have a copywriting coach, a business coach, and a technical advertising coach that we've brought in. And I'm just like, that's, if you want to talk about like trends, that's something that I see moving a lot more in the direction of like with courses moving in the direction of hands-on support a lot more like hand holding a lot more like troubleshooting and personalized help and all of that kind of thing so it's like it's not a one-to-one service I don't want to do one-to-one services anymore like I didn't enjoy doing that when I had a marketing agency but it's not just like oh like create a course and then just like throw it at your students and feed them to the wolves. It's a lot more hands-on <laughs> than that. Yeah. Cause I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like I had this, uh, I don't know. I had this idea getting into the whole online course thing. Obviously you think it's easier than it actually is before you jump in. You're like, oh, I'll just, you know, film this oh, course yeah. and then I'll throw yeah. it up on a website and I'll get sales. But I've seen that shift as well where like, it's not this passive thing. It's not this set it and forget it. It's a iterative process mm-hmm. where you're constantly refining and tweaking and adding things to it. Like you added your coaches and everything else like that. And so mm-hmm. I guess, I, I don't know. I guess I'm, I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, but I know that it is shifting and that it is to be more hands-on. So oh, yeah, do you feel like sure. if to be successful with these online courses, you have to be hands-on? Is that kind of like the standard now? Um, I think that if you want to, really get results for your students, it does require some handholding. Um, whether that's like um, giving feedback to people on, so say you're teaching lashing, like doing like live feedback calls, um, doing like live group coaching calls, it doesn't need to be super heavy on you. Um, in fact, like I am going on maternity leave starting in May. I don't know how I'm, how long I'm going to take off of work, but let's say I'm taking off a month um, and then slowly mm-hmm. easing back into it. Like I'm setting up my business so that 
it it is not super hands-on for me. Like, you know, I've got my other coaches in the program and um, I'll be letting them handle the calls and I'll be jumping into the Facebook group like a few times a week, that kind of thing. But anyway, yeah, I think it is important to provide that kind of support and you can have other people help you with it too. When I first thought about like going evergreen and we'll talk about that, but like giving my students lifetime access to everything instead of eight weeks of everything, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm signing myself up for like being chained to the course and like always providing so much support, but like it's easier than it's ever been because I'm getting so, so, so good at it, at, you know, helping them troubleshoot and, you know, doing Zoom calls and all of that. And like I said, you know, I'm, I'm bringing other people on. So yeah, I think it is important and it doesn't need to be this like huge, huge thing. Yeah. And I've noticed that too, because I've started doing weekly group coaching calls like you are as well. And I find it really fulfilling. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. feel like this way too, just like seeing their aha moments and seeing when things click and they're celebrating their wins. And so for me, that's the most beneficial part. Like, yeah, I love the money and everything else like that. And I love being able to, you know, set my own schedule for the most part, but being able to help and see the results is what makes it really fulfilling. Oh yeah. Like I, you know, I celebrate every time I get an email saying that someone has joined my program, but I stopped telling my husband about that at this point. I don't like say like, hey, Guido, I just got a sale anymore. I used to do that. I don't do it anymore. But what I do say is like when one of my students gets really good results with their ads, I'll say, oh, my gosh, I had the best day on group coaching today. Like two of my students were, you know, gushing about like how many clients and bookings and appointments they got with their ads. And it just made me feel so good. So that's the kind of thing that gets me excited now. Yeah, that's great. And so you you mentioned that you went evergreen. Were, were you launching before? How often were you launching? How was that process? Uh, it was for you? tough. Like the launching process is tough, but I think it's really important um, because it makes you a better salesperson. It makes you a better marketer. It helps yeah. you to build a better course. And it gives you that like feedback of like, okay, this works, this doesn't work. And this is where my students are like struggling. This is how I can improve the course. Like, so I did launching, um, if my dates are right. And I started in 2018, um, which I think I did. Um, so I, I was launching like two or three times a year and like my Mm -hmm. launches did pretty well. Like I was making between like 30 and $80,000 per launch, which is good. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. But I was spending a lot of money on advertising too. And right. more than that, I, I'm never the type of person to like take the easy route. So I wouldn't like rinse and repeat my launches. I would always try to do something mm-hmm. new for all my launches. I would always try to improve my sales emails, always try to add new things. And so it was this constant cycle every two, three months or yeah, between two and four months of like, okay, what do I do next? What do I do next? What do I do next? Um, yeah, it, it was exhausting. And then finally, like um, last year, or I guess it was, yeah, it was like a year and a half ago when I was thinking about moving to Italy and starting a family, I was like, I don't want to keep doing this. I want to like set my business up where my course makes sales all the time. I've got an automated sales funnel. I don't have to do these launches. And it seemed too good to be true, but um, (laughs) it wasn't. And so February 12th, I believe it was, I made my first evergreen sale, February 12th of last year. And it was funny because I was on the way to the airport, um, my uh, fiance at the time, and I were going to Antigua. We had like booked this like luxury vacation as like our big last hurrah in, you know, that part of the world before we moved to Italy and um, was driving to the airport. And I just like showed him my phone and I was like, I just made a sale and I wasn't even launching. And it was just the coolest thing ever. So yeah, that was a big turning point. That's amazing. So when you went to Evergreen, did you just take your one of your previous uh, webinars from your previous launches and just repurposed it and recorded it? Or how did you go about that process? No, I did everything from scratch. Um, I, I like totally redid everything. I learned about sales psychology. I learned about um, like 
how an evergreen webinar is different from a live webinar. Um, I did tons and tons and tons of like research calls with my students and like message mining calls to figure out like, okay, what's the psychology of this? Because like when you're not there live in person, you don't have that like live component to like play off of people and do that engagement. So it requires a lot more like deeper understanding of people's thoughts when they're jumping onto an automated webinar of like, what are their objections? What are their fears, their worries? What are their goals? Like what are their hidden desires, all that stuff. And I formulated a webinar based on that and it converted so, so, so well. Um, So So, it works. Sorry to, yeah, I'm sorry to, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but so were you not really implementing that kind of stuff in your previous live launches? No. So none of like the the psychology and things like no, that. No, I was making a lot of assumptions about what people thought about Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, I had never actually like, I don't think I had ever like gotten on a one hour call with anybody just to hear their thoughts and like do like a stream of consciousness thing. Um, I had never done that before. Instead, I did it like 12 times. So I spent 12 hours on calls with people. And wow. I had this like huge um, air table thing where I wrote down, well, first of all, I recorded their calls and then I transcribed the calls. And then I actually picked out information from these calls, put it, put it in an air table and tried to f- start finding what were some of those common issues with promotion, with advertising, with marketing, with social media, with um you know, client acquisition, like what were some of these common things that were coming up? And then I turned that into my webinar. That's amazing. I, I love that so much because one of the things I recommend to my students, because we really hound on messaging. It's like, once you get your messaging down, then everything else kind of falls into place. Because Mm -hmm. if you, if you can't connect with their pain points and what they're working towards, then you're just going to get lost in the crowd. And so we really focus on, okay, what specific things are they saying? And so I always tell them like, go into these Facebook groups that you're a part of and just observe, see what people are commenting on, mm-hmm. what gets the most engagement. So I love that you took the time to jump on these calls because oh yeah, that's so smart. That was the most important part of the whole thing of going out evergreen. If I had tried to go evergreen with like the existing webinar and sales emails and everything that I already had, I don't think it would have gone very well. So were your assumptions somewhat correct or were they completely different based off of what people were saying? No, they were completely different. (laughs) Really? That's really surprising to me. So to me, that's, you've been successful with these launches. You're making anywhere from 30 to $80,000 per launch and your messaging still wasn't perfect like no, that's, it wasn't that's very fascinating good. to me yeah wow. well I mean the truth is is that you're talking like there are some assumptions that you can make that are right I mean such as um you know you're having trouble attracting clients and Facebook and Instagram ads can be like a really easy cost-effective way to book more clients like that's a mm-hmm. standard way of messaging my program and it's it's based on a correct assumption but it's not specific enough and it doesn't actually go deeper into like the psychology of things so um yeah that's what the message mining calls were all about and like i said they were like the foundation that like the rest of that whole evergreen strategy was based on can you give us a more specific example that like how you went deeper and got more specific because i feel like people's Mm -hmm. heads are starting to, to spin here a little bit with ideas Yeah. So, um, hang on, let me just, I'm just opening up the keynote right now and, and, uh, yeah, I put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, because I, this is so important while you're pulling this up, I like everything comes down to messaging. You could have the greatest offer in the world. Your course could be amazing, but if your messaging's off, then you might not be as lucky as Stephanie was with, you know, getting some sales, like, yeah, maybe you have some sales trickle in, but if you want like a flood of sales or consistent sales going on, like she's doing with her evergreen strategy, like you have to have your messaging down. Yeah. So at the beginning of the webinar, I asked them like, what was their reason for showing up? And I gave them three reasons. And these are the three things that kept popping up in these calls that I did with my students time and time again. It was like, um, 
the first issue that they were having is they're putting in a ton of energy into getting their name out there. Um, and it feels like nothing's working and it's really discouraging because they feel like they're on this like hamster wheel of like trying everything. Um, they're, you know, they're putting all this time and effort and it just feels like it's going to waste. Um, the second reason is doing social media right feels like a full-time job and they just don't have the time Mm -hmm. to be consistent. Like time was one of the things that kept coming up again and again of like, I just don't have time to promote myself. Like I feel like I probably should on Instagram. And then the reason number three was that they are new in business and they have a small following on Instagram and they're having trouble pushing past that small little bubble of people to meet new people and actually book them. So these are three things that on, you know, they might seem a little bit basic when I just lay them out like that, but those were three things that I had not touched on at all in my previous webinar or in my previous messaging. Um, and I uncovered them because I took the time to listen. See, like even when you were listing them out, I'm like, yeah, I can relate with that. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. relate with that. Like, and I know how to do ads. I know how to do these different things. So even even just hearing that, like I could still relate with what you were saying. And so like, it just goes to show your messaging is on point. And yeah. that's one of the first slides of your, your presentation. Yeah. And so you're just setting the, the, the stage right away and everyone's like, Oh, that's me. And so they're just completely mm-hmm. zoned in on it's everything. Like self-identifying. That you have to say. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, is there any other psychology things that you would want to quickly touch on that you feel like really helped outside of like the specific, um, messaging that you tapped into? Um, I think that, um, I think that one of the things that I learned is like, you need to figure out also like what people's desires are. So really like, what do they really hope to achieve? It's not just it's not just about like using ads to book more clients. It's it's more than that. Like what are the things that they actually envision for themselves like five years in the future for their business? Like how do they see themselves? Um, how do they like project themselves into the future? And then use that also to, you know, paint a picture of like, I see where you want to be. Like, I know it's not just about getting more clients. It's about like feeling fulfilled. It's about proving to people that, um, you know, you started this business and you're actually good, not just at like your skill, but also good at like building a successful business and you can prove it to your friends Mm -hmm. and family. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of things. There's a lot of like deep hidden desires that like that you get from people when you actually take the time to listen. And yeah, that's super useful to know for your webinar, for your emails, for your sales page, all of that. Yeah, that's that's incredible because you nailed it. It's like, okay, the ads, learning ads is just a vehicle to get them more clients. But the reason why they want more clients is because they want to make more money ultimately and they want to make more money so they can live a better lifestyle. So it's like peeling mm-hmm. back those layers, like you're saying, yeah. and get to the core desire. Like, I, I love that you're bringing this up. And so hopefully people listening are taking notes because Stephanie is giving you a gold mine here on how <laughs> you can apply things. Because seriously, this is such, this is the difference that separates you guys from getting lost in the crowd and struggling to get sales to really being, you know, successful with it. So I yeah. love that we're talking about this. Yeah. And it all starts with like taking the time before you start like writing any emails or ads or sales pages or anything like that, like taking the time to listen to people and talk to them and not just like through an Instagram DM, but like actually on the phone it is, Mm -hmm. or on zoom. Um, it's uncomfortable. Like we are used to feeling the silence and pitching what we're doing and explaining things. And, but you have to like, just close your mouth and just listen to them, ask them really important questions and then just listen and let them talk. And then as they're talking, they'll fill the silence a bit and then they'll be the ones giving you all the answers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting shift. It's a mindset shift too, because I think naturally as humans, we're selfish and we always just think about ourselves, but as mm-hmm. like a marketer, 
you have to think about other people and you have to put, you know, like, what are they going through? What are they dealing with? And so you have to put on this different hat and a different lens of how you view the world. And so I've, I've noticed that with my students too. They're like, oh, I've never thought of it that way. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like this is how you're going to connect with people. So I, mm-hmm. I love that we're talking about this. Is there yeah. anything else that you want to add to that? Um, no, I think that like, that's like a pretty good summary of like how, how the sales psychology went into it. Um, there, it's obviously like a whole, whole thing. Um, but it, yeah, it's the reason that my evergreen funnel has been so successful for sure. That's awesome. And so you've got the, is it like a just in time kind of webinar, like where they get instant access and then you have like a series of emails with a close enrollment date. Is it kind of that structure or, or do you approach it a, a little bit differently? Um, I did it a super simple way. I didn't use like any um, like deadline funnel or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if people join my program, the ad lab, while they're watching the webinar, um, they get like a special little bonus. Um, and cool. then there's another bonus stack that expires like a week after they join the webinar. Um, Mm -hmm. but again, it's not, I'm not using like any, um, uh, like deadline funnel or anything like that. It's just the, the emails like go to a different link after a certain date. Um, yeah. And it works really well. And I use a platform called, um, e-webinar uh-huh. yeah and it's honestly the best the best webinar software i have ever used and i've used a lot of them i've used really? so many of them and this one is like i cannot believe and like i actually like write them the owner of the company her name's melissa um, and mm-hmm. it's kind of rare that like a tech company has a female founder and like yeah. i'll just like write her messages and I'll be like, I'm just so in love with your product. And when they give updates, (laughs) I always reply back to them and tell them how much I appreciate them. And like, it's, it's a really, really good software. So I recommend checking it out because it allows you to do a lot of like interactions during the webinars. Like I get a really high engagement rate with my webinars, a high like view rate, a high interaction rate. Um, I just, it's, it's so good. That's awesome. I love that you're, you're buddies with the, <laughs> with the, the founder <laughs> of the software. That's amazing. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. this is great. Uh, I love it. I need to start responding to people like companies, software companies, emails and be like, I love these features. Thank you for adding these or. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're like excited that. about it, then yes. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got your automated evergreen webinar going. How much is that course going for? It is $647 or three payments of $247. Um, I still have some people tell me like, you need to raise the price on it for now. Like that's the price that I'm comfortable at, but Mm -hmm. I have been raising it consistently. Like it was 250, then 350, then 450, then 550. Now it's like six, 650. So anyway, I mean, you know, as I'm adding more stuff to it, it might increase in price. But for now, mm-hmm. that's the price point. Yeah, I think last time we t- we talked on this podcast, I think, yeah, you're around like $450, $500, something like that. So, yeah, I think it really comes down to just finding your sweet spot of mm-hmm. getting, you know, people coming through, but still making a profit, like finding that sweet balance there. And for so, sure. yeah, that's great. So you've got that going on where you can get sales consistently every single day, basically, right? And then you've yeah, got these summits. I have, yeah, I have with my course, I usually like on average when I'm doing the things that I'm doing, which is like also I do like partner webinars and ads and plus organic sales and stuff. I'll typically have like between like 20 and 30 students joining every month. So yeah, about like awesome. one a day or maybe a little bit less than one a day. Um and then, yeah, the summits thing is also something I'm very excited about. So it, it seems like you're just juggling so many things. Like, do you feel like you're constantly onto something new or do you feel like you found a good balance with now that you put this evergreen, then you can just focus on these summits or yeah, what do you feel like you right now? I think that the reason that I'm doing these events is because like since putting my course on evergreen, I'm like, I need a creative project to work on that's new. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it just gets a mm-hmm. little bit dry always doing facebook and instagram ads always do talking about the same thing so it's fun to switch it up so for our listeners let's just 
basically describe what a summon is. I guess in, if I had to put it simply, it's you, the host, like Stephanie's the host, and you bring a group of experts together and then they share their knowledge for people pay to basically join this summit of all these you know, influential people on a certain topic. Is that mm-hmm. kind of a crappy way? I didn't do yeah. the best way no, of describing it. No, no, that makes it. sense. It's like, um, it's like an online conference. So yeah. a, most summits are actually free. And so like you'll get like thousands and thousands of people signed up and then you'll get like, I don't know, 10 or 20% of them that like really participate all the way through. I did it the other way. Um, I have a paid, I have a paid event so the tickets are $97 um, and they get access to the one week of events. So it's online sessions where it's on a specific theme. So the theme coming up, um, the event is called Social Pop Party and it's all about selling on Instagram. So we've got, um, there's nine speakers, including myself. So we're talking about things like how to sell in the DMs how to promote luxury services on Instagram, how to make like $100,000 in retail sales for your cosmetics and beauty um, beauty products on Instagram, like really, really specific sales strategies that are just for beauty professionals. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just really cool because I work by myself. It's really nice to work with other people, involve other people in an event and learn from them and just do something new. Yeah, and it's cool because you're you're not just utilizing your own audience, but you're utilizing these eight other people's audiences as well with them promoting mm-hmm. it and things like that. So it just opens up a whole world. And so as far as, um, like, what's the payout for these speakers and things like that, if you don't so, mind me asking? Yeah, so usually about, like, half of the tickets are sold by me and half of the tickets are sold by my affiliates and, or sorry, the speakers who are affiliates. So an affiliate is someone who essentially, when they make a sale through like their specific links, their like cookie links, they get a payout from it. So all of my speakers, they invite their audiences to it. And if any of their community members purchase an event, they get 50% of the uh, profit on that ticket. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. And so it incentivizes them to promote their things and and so you only have to come up with, like, how, how long is each uh, speaker talking for on their topic? It's about, we do, we try to do like 30 to 40 minutes of chatting. I think that my events are different from other ones because other ones tend to also be like pre-recorded, um, mm-hmm. like kind of like slide presentations, whereas mine mm-hmm. are live and um, it's just like a chat where we've got like questions that are really, really good and specific about this topic, but it's like not like all slides and boring stuff. So we do like 30 minutes of chat about this topic. And then we try to do like um, 15 to 30 minutes of Q&A. And the Q&A is the fun part because people are live there. They're interacting, they're asking questions. And that's how like, that's where a lot of the real value comes from where you know, they can ask specific questions and how to apply it to their businesses. Amazing. So are you doing this through Zoom? Are you doing it in a Facebook group? How are you, like, what's the technical side of things, I guess? It's a Facebook group. And um, I use a program called Ecamm Live, which I love. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, we stream into the Facebook group with Ecamm Live. And it's just like a split screen, just like you and I are doing right now. Awesome. And then you can see the comments coming in. You can do your Q&A and engage with Mm -hmm. everyone. I love it. That's great. Yeah. And so you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. You got your evergreen that's consistently getting you sales. And then you have these events where you can kind of interact with people. You get that Mm -hmm. excitement and everything else like that. Uh, How are you coming up with these topics? Because it seems like you're picking topics that are juicy, that people actually want. Yeah. So the first one about e-commerce was just because I was like desperate. I was like, I don't know what to do during COVID right now. And uh-huh. I had just seen a lot of businesses like going online and selling online. And I was like, bingo, like I should do something about that. So I found some people in my community who were doing really cool things with e-commerce. And I was just like, hey, do you want to share your experience with other people? Um, so that was really cool. Um, the second one was about branding. And I think that the reason I chose it is because of personal branding specifically as in like, 
promoting yourself as a person in conjunction with your business has been so important for building my business. Like if I didn't show up as Stephanie Mitchell and I was just like, just like this kind of faceless business, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am. And I think it's more important than ever. And even when I talk about advertising, I always encourage my students to show up in their ads and share their personalities and like really build a personal brand in their ads. So it really like personal branding has been something that kind of like soaks into everything that I teach. So I knew that it was something that like a really important topic. Um, And then systems and automations. I'm kind of like a nerd. Like I come from the tech world. Um, I was in, um, I was a marketing director for tech companies and I just love, like I love eWebinar, for example. Like I just, I love what, cool software and tools there are out there that can make your life so much easier. So I knew that I wanted to share something about that. Um, And then this fourth event about social media, uh, it's just a topic that keeps coming up again and again. And I have a real like love-hate relationship with Instagram. Like I know that I need to be on there. I've got a good amount of followers. I've got 14,000 followers at this point, but I'm just not utilizing it the way that I know that I should just because I I rely on ads so much (laughs) and they're just so easy compared to like creating Instagram content. Um, But I do know that there is a lot of opportunity on Instagram and like I wanted to learn that for myself too of like how to get better at selling, like how to see Instagram as like a sales tool instead of just like a popularity tool or like a branding tool, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting you bring that up because I kind of had the same mentality and it's just like, didn't give social media a ton of weight. Cause I'm like, well, I can just do advertisements and get people into my, my mm-hmm. trainings and webinars and things like that. And so I almost, I just neglected, uh, social media altogether. And so yeah. I finally got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I really need to be doing both cause I'm making things harder for myself. Cause why not warm up a group of people before they even get to my trainings. Mm-hmm. And so I've been making that a focus as well. But yeah, I was going to ask you. Yeah, I've noticed you've been more active on there. Yeah, I have a goal of uh, posting 365 pieces of content this year. And so I've been like oh pushing gosh. it pretty hard. Yeah, because I, I had to do something different because I was completely like not consistent at all. And I think it was affecting my business in different ways. So I'm like, okay, I'm doubling down. I'm going all in. And so I wanted to ask you like, because you aren't super like not to be rude or anything but you're not the most consistent on instagram but it seems like your business is still doing well so it is have you found a good balance or no (laughs) i find it (laughs) so challenging i I find it so 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 challenging which is like why i'm doing this event because i don't think i'm the only one that finds it really challenging i'll go through periods where i'm like yay like i'm posting a reel every week plus i'm on stories every other day but then I'll go for like months and months and months without posting. And then the longer you go without posting, the harder it gets to get on there because you just right. have this, you built it up in your mind so much. Um, so yeah, I do not have a strategy right now. Um, I've re- like, I do put out a lot of content in my business in general. Like I've got a YouTube channel. I get a lot of students finding me through YouTube. Um, mm. I have uh, blogs that I do. I get a lot of people finding me through Pinterest and Google. Um, I send out weekly emails. I've got like a really big email list. I've got 32,000 people on my email list and I email them every week with my new content. So it's not like I'm not putting out content. It's just specifically on Instagram. I struggle to stay consistent and then also figure out like how it's impacting my business, like my bottom line which is why Mm -hmm. the theme of this event is always like the last question that I'm asking every single one of our speakers is like, how do you measure the impact of Instagram on your business's bottom line, like Mm -hmm. on your actual like revenue generated? Um, And I want to know this because I don't see the point of being consistent and putting in all that time and effort on, on a platform that for me, like emotionally is really difficult to deal with without like mm-hmm. knowing that it's paying off. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad you bring this up because it's, it's not like you're not doing anything. You're, you're picking your platforms that you 
are finding the best results with. So mm-hmm. you're, you're doing your blog, you're doing YouTube, you're doing email, which everyone should be doing email. Like that's the best asset you can have. Mm-hmm. And so, and Pinterest, that I guess that was the other one. So do you feel like you're, you're getting better results over there? Because the truth is, is like Instagram and even TikTok now, the algorithm's hard. Like you're, yeah. you're it's an uphill battle. And so I, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah, I see. I mean, I'm definitely getting the most results through my Facebook and Instagram ads and my email list. But that's not to say that Instagram, my Instagram page couldn't be profitable. I just haven't done it for long enough and with the right strategy that I've been able to see it pay off. And like I said, like that's my inspiration behind the event, too. Um And I also Mm -hmm. think that like some platforms we're just naturally better at than others. And I'm just naturally not great at Instagram, whereas I really enjoy email marketing, for example. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's okay to not be the most active on there and like figure out your own way of doing it. Like for me, my two things with Instagram are like, Well, I guess three, like my three things that I see Instagram as for my business right now is just like, um, I get a lot of people searching me on there and like sending me DMs. So I just want to make sure that I am on there and checking my DMs and replying back because I do get a lot of sales questions through DMs. So and then second, just like keeping it active, just at least I at least tried to post once a month just to show people like. Hey, just in case you stumbled across my profile, like I'm still here. I'm still live. Like I'm still a business just to like show people that I'm around. And then um, I think the third one is just to show them kind of more personal side of my business because I do put out so much like educational, like practical content. Um, And I think that I try to use Instagram more as like a life update kind of thing, like Hey, I moved to Italy, you know, I'm I'm struggling with making friends or like hey, like haven't talked about my pregnancy on there yet, but I will. So just kind of like doing that kind of my more personal side of things, but yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of like a sales tool and all of that stuff. I'm curious how your 365 days of content is going to turn out. And I'm also curious how you're measuring like the results on your business because that's a lot of time and effort put in. Yeah. And it's interesting you bring that up because I I had to change my mindset going into it and not look at, okay, how's it going to bring in sales necessarily or like follower count or likes or things like that. I I was focusing more on just being consistent, building that muscle, building the habit. And then also I knew it was going to make me a better communicator, which is going to help with my podcast, which is going to help with, you know, my live trainings. I'm going to hopefully understand my audience better and see what resonates with them. So kind of like you jumping on those Zoom calls for an hour, you can kind of get a pulse based off of what you're talking about on your, mm-hmm. you know, on your TikToks and things like that. And so I'm, I'm kind of measuring things differently from that. But yeah, I, I need See, to I wouldn't out be able way. to do that. I wouldn't be able yeah. to motivate myself to do <laughs> all of that work unless I was sure that it was like, unless I could like measure what it was bringing me back. Like I can, I can see what you're saying though, like about like, yeah. you know, using it as like a, a way for like figuring out messaging and like building that muscle, but still that that's a lot of effort to put in. Yeah, it is. And I just, yeah, it really like this past year, especially I've just been working on letting go of expectations because I feel like that's what brings like so much pain and frustration when things aren't going perfectly Mm -hmm. according to plan. And so that's just, this is just an extension of that. It should be like, Hey, if it's going to work, it's going to work. And I know a year from now, I'm going to be better off than I was when I started. And so that's yeah. enough for me to keep going. But yeah, it's a long game. It's it's tough. There's definitely days because I'm only, you know, basically I started out the first of December. So I got a month into uh, a month head start into the year. Um, so I'm basically two months into posting consistently. And nice. Yeah, there's, there's are you already feeling like, ah. like are you already feeling like um, your kind of like results and reach are going up just because of that consistency? On TikTok, yes. Instagram, no. 
I'm really just focusing on TikTok, but it, it's one of those interesting things where it doesn't feel like you're making all this progress, but then you go look at the analytics and it compares, you know, week by week, like this current week to your previous week or the mm-hmm. this month to the previous month. And you're like, oh, I am growing. You know, this is up 400% my reach or my my views and my comments. And so that's awesome. Even though, yeah. yeah. So even though it doesn't feel like you're making this huge splash, you're still making these baby steps that are just building over time and you kind of get to this new threshold of views like like for a little bit there i'm like only getting 400 views and now i'm getting closer to 500 and it's like slowly each video is just building up and so That's nice. that that motivates me yeah are you like making the content for tiktok and then posting it over on instagram mostly for tiktok and then if i feel like it would work on instagram because I'm, I'm long winded. So that's another thing I'm working on is being more concise mm. and get to the point. And so if it's over like a minute and a half and it's not considered a reel anymore on Instagram, then I, I won't post it. I'll just leave it on TikTok because you have a longer, right. like three minutes or whatever. Cool. Yeah. So, so that's what I've been focusing on. And yeah, it's, it's definitely a journey, but like it's to me, I need to do best of both worlds. I need the the cold traffic coming in through ads and then I need to be able to warm them up. And so, yeah, I think it is going to pay off over time. But Are you doing I ads on know. TikTok too? No, I want to get into that, but I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little nervous because Facebook just makes it so easy. So I don't even know what to expect. Yeah, I have no TikTok. idea how TikTok ads work. I was just curious. Uh, you haven't jumped into it either? Mm-mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. You know, I'm, I'm planning on doing it this year unless you beat me to it, then you'll have to let me know. But uh, yeah, I'm curious how it's going to work. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> no. Well, it seems like TikTok's a different, it's a different animal too. Like the the things that looked really polished and professional, people immediately swipe past. They want yeah. the cell phone. They want the real. They want, you know, they don't want all the filters and whatever mm-hmm. else. Like if you're in bed talking, that's probably going to perform better than you being all dressed up. It's, it's oh, really weird. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, kind of navigating that has been been interesting. So you're doing these summits. Um, I, I guess my next question that I really want to dive into, is like, where do I want to take this, Stephanie? <laughs> um, so you, you got this summit coming up. When is this next summit? Um, it is February 20th to 22nd. So it's three days. Um, and like I said, it's called Social Pop Party. So if you want to check it out, the website is socialpopparty.com. And, um, it used to be a five day event, but then I found that like engagement was kind of dropping off day four and five. First three days are really strong. So then I was like, why don't I just concentrate it and do a three day event? So yeah, I'm, I'm pumped up about it. I think it's going to be really good. We've got some really good speakers, um, hairstyle, like in the hairstylist world, esthetician world, lashers, um, uh, spa owners, salon owners. So it's like a really good mix of guests and the guests are like the, the bright point for these events. Yeah. So would you say this, is this just for people doing services or would they benefit if they're, you know, wanting to do a salon or do an online course or different things like that? I would say it could be great for everyone. Like I said, I'm doing it for myself. Like I have an online course and I am really excited to learn all of the different strategies um, about selling on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah, we'll link up that website in the show notes. Can you give it to us one more time? Yeah, it's socialpopparty.com. Socialpopparty.com. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's easy to remember. Yeah, guys, definitely go sign up. Stephanie does not disappoint when it comes to these live events. Sure <laughs> my wife was part of one. She might have been part of the branding she one. She was. She was yeah. part of the branding one. Yeah, uh, that seems like a lifetime ago. Man, this is, this is weird. <laughs> this is so weird. It was like, um, it was last, I want to say it was last year. Was it? Or, or was it 2021? It might have been 2021. I'm really not good at like <laughs> figuring out the time on things. I think it was because we just moved to Texas from Utah. And I think we were still in Utah when you guys did that. Oh, whole okay. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's awesome. So you're, you got your evergreen. You're doing these summits. Is that, does that basically fill out your online business? Like, how are you approaching things moving forward? Well, I have um, at the beginning of the year, like on January 3rd or something like that, I sat down and like did like a full planning session for my 2023, but I was only able to plan up until May 8th, which is when this baby boy is due. Yeah. After that, 
everything got thrown out the window. I was like, I don't <laughs> know what it's going to look like. Like, I have no idea what it's going to look like. I know I want to take time off, but I don't know how much time. I don't know what's yeah. realistic in terms of like running an online business while having a baby. Um, I, have, I just have no idea. And so like, I tried to set goals for like the first few months after he's born and, you know, the rest of the year, but it's hard. So um, I, I, you know, I'm excited about doing this event as like a big last hurrah before he gets mm -hmm. here. And then, um, I mean, I, I'm really glad I have my course on Evergreen and that I'm setting up more support systems for like my coaches to like take more of a center stage, like once, once the baby is born. Um, and then after that, we'll just have to see. It's just, there's just so much that you cannot, that you can't plan for when you have a baby. Like you don't know how much they're gonna sleep for. You don't know like mm. how your level of motivation is gonna be. I just have no idea. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. And so it's cool though, that you've been able to build up this online business. So you really could take off as much time as you needed to as a mom. Like that's amazing. So. I hope so. You know, I think that I am going to need to like get back in the driver's seat and like tweak things and test things. And I think I'm also just going to start getting bored too of like, okay, yeah, yeah I just want to like do something for me now. Um, mm -hmm. We'll see how it is. But yeah, I, it's, I'm really, really lucky that I have the kind of business that I do for sure. That's awesome. So just to kind of wrap things up, for those who are listening, like, oh, the summit thing sounds amazing. They haven't really gone into the whole online course thing. Like, would you recommend this? Would you like kind of give us if they're fresh into it? Like, is this something they could pursue potentially to grow their You mean reach doing a summit? Like yeah, like hosting a summit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you have an idea for a theme and you want to build your connections in the industry, this is an amazing way to do it. Because honestly, like people love, speakers love doing these things. And it's such a great way to meet people. Um, like I said, meet specifically the speakers, build up your network, and then you guys can do so many other collaborations. Like some of my best like affiliates for my course, not for events, but for my course, the Ad Lab, has been speakers at my past events. And like we've gone on each other's podcasts. We've um, you know, I've spoken at their events. It's just like such a great way to um, build a network. And I would say like my piece of advice if you want to do an event is like, don't make it too general. Don't make it like how to build your lash business. Like to me, uh -huh. that's not specific enough. Like there are so many business building events out there. Like choose a more specific theme. Um, something... More, like I said, like I did personal branding, I did systems and automations. Um, I'm doing not just social media, but selling on social media right? and yeah. e-commerce for like hair and beauty products. Like those are yeah. very specific um, topics. So yeah, I think anyone can do it no matter what stage they're at. It just takes some planning for sure. And you have to be, you have to be relatively organized <laughs> in order for it to go off well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you, you mentioned something and it's kind of maybe something I want to wrap up with. Um, thank you for hanging out and sharing all your yeah, knowledge sure. and being open. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a great episode. People are going to get a ton out of it. But you mentioned something and it's something I've noticed about you too as an outsider. And you talked about networking with people. And I feel like that is one of your strong suits is you know how to network with people. You know how to create these relationships. Can you talk a little bit about how you approach that and how that's affected your business and, and things like that. Yeah, I, it's been such an important part of what I do. Like, just as an example, last week I did a joint webinar um, with someone in the spray tanning world and I made $6,000 in sales in one week just through that um, partnership. Um, and I didn't have to really do anything for those sales. Like literally she just like invited her community to our webinar and to my program. So amazing. Um, yeah, it, it works. It, it's like, it's insane what these kind of connections can do. And I think it's, um, I think the reason that I've been successful at it is just number one, like 
in general, in real life, I am quite an outgoing person. I like meeting new people. So I think it's just like part of my personality. But I think also it's um, professionalism and organization that give me that kind of leg up in have starting a relationship and then building it over time. Because every time I've done one of these events or every time I've done a joint webinar or anything like that, I've gotten so many compliments of like, oh my gosh, Stephanie, like you made this so easy for me. You're so organized. Like I felt like it was really well communicated. Don't leave things up to fate of like, oh, this is just a casual partnership. Like it doesn't matter. Like, no, I always over communicate, give people really clear deadlines. And um, I give them tons of like support afterwards. Like, you know, I send them gifts to thank them, like depending on what kind of partnership it is. But um yeah, I think it's just, I think it's organization too. I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's, you're coming from a place too of you're providing value. Like, hey, I'm hosting this event that's going to help you. It's not like you're coming in like, hey, help me out. Like, I want to be friends. Like, mm-hmm. you're not coming, like, you're not trying to take anything. Is, oh, is yeah. that kind of how you approach things as well? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like, I think that that's part of the reason why I've been able to get such good guests for my summits too is like, I, I can give them exposure because, you know, I've got a community and I do have people contact me back and they're like, hey, what's your speaker fee for this? And I say, sorry, I don't have a speaker fee. Like, I just don't have the budget for that. I would love to be able to pay you. But, you know, in in return for doing this event, you know, you'll get access to this, this and this. Like, you'll be able to get affiliates, fees, all of that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I think, um, being able to like provide exposure for them makes a big deal. And then also, um, being able to, like I said, like give like an affiliate referral fee and that kind of thing makes a big difference too. Yeah. Well, I, back in 2021, when we first started chatting, you set up like a clubhouse thing when clubhouse was all the rage. Oh yeah. I was nervous because I was just starting into this whole thing and get my brand going. And so I'm like pacing and I'm like, oh shoot, Stephanie wants me to talk. I better not screw this up. And so, yeah, you're, you're a great networker for sure. Aw, thanks. I totally forgot about that clubhouse thing. Right. I know clubhouse that dieted just as quickly (laughs) as it came. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience? Any Anything we didn't cover that they might find value in? Um, like, I just think, you know, if I look back, if I look at where I am now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I feel really secure being able to provide for my family, like, and go on maternity leave and I've got my course making sales regularly. Like, if I look at where I am now, this is where I dreamed of being, like, four or five years ago when I was first starting my course. And, you know, if I had given up after that first launch where, you know, let's say I made a few hundred dollars on my very first course launch and I just felt so devastated and, you know, all of that stuff. Like, I know it just sounds so cliche, but I'm just so glad that I didn't give up. So for anyone who's like at that starting stage Do not look at that first launch as like an indicator of how successful you will be or your course topic or anything like that. Keep going and it will keep growing. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. That's the message I keep repeating. I I didn't even know you you had uh, not the best first launch. Um, Yeah. Well, it was you going. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a long and winding journey that I took of like trying out different course topics, like trying different this, that mini courses, like changing topics, all of that stuff. What kept me going was, I guess, just like finding confidence in myself of like, okay, I can do this. Um, And knowing that no matter what, I was going to be okay. Like that I was going to be fine, even if like everything like burned to the ground and stuff like that. And that's, that's a skill. Like that is a muscle, like, proving to yourself that you're going to be okay um, and challenging yourself and also finding the thrill in the challenge too. I mean, that's yeah. also part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that that's an amazing spot to end on. I l- loved having this conversation with you. Um, give us the website one more time if they want to join that summit. Yeah. So um, the it's February 28th 
to 22nd. Um, and it's all about making more sales and bookings on social media. And it's a three-day virtual event for beauty professionals called Social Pop Party. So you can get a ticket at socialpopparty.com. Perfect. And then do you want to talk about your Instagram where they can reach out to you? Maybe they'll see it in the month. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. 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 So my Instagram, let me just find my, pro- I actually have to jump on Instagram because I forgot my handle. Like, what is, what it's is my Stephanie handle? Mitchell marketing. Um, Stephanie Mitchell so marketing. Can, yeah. So you can find me on there. And I'm, like I said, I'm not super active, but you know, I'm on there every once in a while. Yeah, shoot, shoot Stephanie a DM. Be like, hey, I want to see more of you. And then maybe she'll be more inclined to be like, okay. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. That's Probably awesome. Well, not, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I love the honesty. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Thanks again for joining me. This has been an awesome conversation. Uh, we're going to have to do this again. Like maybe we'll just yeah, have to make for this, sure. like, a, a yearly thing and just catch Absolutely. up on all the cool things that you're doing. Because it seems like you're always moving forward. You're testing out these <laughs> different strategies. And so I, I love hearing about it. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. And congrats on all you're doing as well. Oh, thank you. All right. See ya. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Beauty Brand Launchpad podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, feel free to take a screenshot and share and tag me in your Instagram stories. And make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Every like, review, and share helps spread the Beauty Brand Launchpad message and is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. And I'll see you on the next episode.